Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Welcome to Light Church. It is so good to have you here for our virtual gathering. Whether you already call Light Church your home or maybe you're just visiting and it's your first time here, we just want to say a massive welcome. It's so good to all come together this Sunday morning. I'm excited this morning to bring this message to you. I feel like God's really been stirring something in my heart. And the message I've got to bring this morning is titled, Somebody Should Really Do Something About That. Have you ever looked at a situation before and thought, somebody should really do something about that? Maybe it's just something you've been passing, maybe you're in your house and there's something in the way and you're like, somebody should really do something about that. Or maybe it's on a bigger scale, there might have been like an injustice that you've seen in the world and you've been like, somebody should really do something about that. The funny thing about this phrase is that when we say it, we kind of get this feeling of like, we already accomplished something, like we already did it and we could kind of move on, we don't need to take any more responsibility. It's kind of like an easy phrase to say without taking ownership or never having to follow it up again when we say, somebody should really do something about that. But I really wanna challenge us this morning on this phrase, on this saying, or maybe it's an attitude that we've got, that somebody should really do something about that. I really wanna talk about whether or not God's challenging you to be that somebody. Maybe God put something on your heart to be that somebody, and he's really trying to stir you and um, speak to you about something that's going on in maybe your world, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's in, in a social situation, maybe it's in a relationship that he's really calling you and stirring you to do. So I'm going to be reading this morning from Nehemiah, just chapter one. So if you want to get your Bibles out, if you've got a Bible, um, if not, absolutely cool. I'm going to read it out as well. Just Nehemiah chapter one. I'll just be reading from um, uh, verse one and we'll just go from there. It says, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev, in the 12th, 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And then it goes into this um, prayer that um, Nehemiah then says. And at the end of the prayer, he says, Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. And then it tells us that Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king of where he was. I'm just going to pray over this. God, I just thank you that we can come this morning and we can open your word. We can open um, the Bible and we can just speak it and learn it and read it. And it's just so um, perfect for the situation that we're in right now. God, it's not an old book. It's just so relevant for us today and that we can open it and you can speak through it and you can speak to us about our situations, where we are, and it's so personal to us. God, I just thank you for that. And as we open this word, God, I pray that we can also open our hearts, open our minds and open our hands to receive what you want to speak to us today. Amen. So in this story of Nehemiah, we're just, we've just opened up there and we've heard about how he hears about um, the walls of Jerusalem um, being broken down. And the whole book of Nehemiah then goes on to um, go through Nehemiah's journey of rebuilding the walls. But I find it really interesting here at the beginning of the book where we, we hear um, Nehemiah's response um, and we see Nehemiah's response 
to finding out about the walls being um, broken down. And I just really wanna talk about how we can be that someone um, that really should do something, or maybe God is calling us to be that someone, just as, as Nehemiah was in this situation. So I just wanna look at what we can learn um, from Nehemiah um, at the beginning of this story. So I've got a couple of points today and my first one here is all about having God's heart over our own. So if you've got a notebook with you, if you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, um, I really want you to write that down. It's having um, God's heart over our own. Um, we can see here in this passage just of how um, God wanted to use Nehemiah um, to rebuild the wall. We hear it throughout this book. But you can see just in this beginning that Nehemiah was already stirred. As soon as he hears about um, what had happened in Jerusalem, which um, Jerusalem was special to God. It was a special place. It says in Psalm 137 verse five to six about how it was special to God. And because of that, it was then special to Nehemiah. And we can really see that before God had called Nehemiah to something, he'd done a work in Nehemiah. And I think it's really interesting to acknowledge that Nehemiah's heart was aligned with God and how important that is. His reaction to it, some of us might even use the word extreme to describe it. The fact that he um, went down onto his knees, he wept and like mourned for many days. And you might have been like, that's so confusing. That's a bit weird. Like, why would you do that about some um, walls being um, broken down? But um, when you understand that um, God's heart was for that place, when you understood that Nehemiah was in tune with what God was um, speaking at that time, you could understand that his reaction was... Um, kind of a reaction out of um, an understanding of God's heart. His reaction was actually beyond his immediate emotion. So maybe if you heard about something that happened, sometimes we can just be like, oh, that's sad. Oh, that's a bad thing that's happened. But when we understand God's heart and that actually it upsets God and God grieves over things, it kind of changes our um, reaction to situations. We see an, as well in the Bible, another um, kind of character called David. He was also known as a man after God's own heart. So I thought it'd be really cool to look at him as we're looking at um, having, um, uh, having God's heart over our own. David was known as man after God's heart in Acts 13, 22. It says, after removing him, God raised up David, the king. He testified about him. I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my heart who will accomplish everything I want him to. I feel like if you have read the Bible before, if you know anything um, about some of the books in there, there's a book called Psalms. And in Psalms, we hear all about um, David's um, heart for God. We hear how he goes through hard times, through good times. We hear some like grievances. We hear some joyful um, songs that he wrote, all in his time that he spent alone in the like field, in the wilderness, um, just being with God. He spent time with God. And I feel like what we can learn from David and his, um, like what we know of his relationship with God and the fact that he spent time alone with him, that being alone with God is a very important thing. It's very important to take time with God. And that is a place where we learn God's heart, where we get to um, experience God's heart. When we're praying, when we're reading our Bible, when we're worshiping, when we're um, thinking in God's presence, I think that's really important. It's something like sometimes we overlook, but taking things that we are like maybe mulling over in our mind, maybe we're making decisions and just taking those and thinking them in the light of who God is. And as well with like worship, I think we're in such an amazing time right now where our worship, like we just had it before this now, like we can re-listen to that whenever we want in the week. We don't have to wait for Sunday to like listen to our worship team um, and let them lead us. Like we can do that whenever. And it's just being intentional about opening our Bibles. 
And I get it, I get it. Some of you might be like, but Holly, you don't understand my schedule, it's busy. Like for me, I, I'm a mom, I'm, I've got my kids to look after or like I am working three jobs, I'm trying to juggle all of that, I don't have time. I don't have time to do that. But we have to fight for the time with God and I just really want to encourage you and I just really want to um, maybe pray for you right now that if you're in a place where you're struggling and um, for time and um, you're struggling to prioritize that space to spend with God, that there will always be time for it. In fact, I encourage you to even pray and ask God, like, God, I pray for time with you. I pray that there's opportunity for time with you because our God is a God that can make the sun stand still. There is time to spend with our God. And as well, like, if maybe you're single, maybe you're in a place of time where you've got abundance of time, that can actually also be a difficult time um, and a place to put aside time. It can be a difficult, maybe to prioritize, maybe you're trying to fill your time because you've got so much of it and in that you're missing out your time with God. Maybe you're in a place where you're alone as well and it means that some temptations can come a little bit easier. You're able to um, like lean into them because you're not accountable to people. I wanna encourage you to, again, set aside that space. You're in a very like great opportunity where you have more time. So setting aside that time to really invest in your relationship with God. These are all places where you're gonna really learn God. You're gonna learn his heart. You're gonna understand who he is and who he is to you and what he's put inside of you. It's so important that when that we know God's heart because when these things arrive, when we see something that we feel like somebody should really do something about that, we can understand that there's something that God's saying to us. And I know as well, when we say that phrase, someone should really do something about that, we have excuses for why we're not doing it. We have reasons and time again is one of them. I don't have the time to maybe invest into that. I don't have the, the space or the energy to be able to invest into that. Like my, I can't handle that many emotions for so long. When God calls us to something, when God arises something inside of us, he does it and he puts a burden on us that is um, a burden that is more like, gonna go for the long haul. It's not gonna be like heightened emotions here and there because like feelings are fleeting, but when we know about something, um, there's nothing in comparison to that knowledge. That knowledge will then be a burden, it'll grow and it will remain in us um, until it is solved. And it's a lie to think that we'll have feelings every day. Some of us, that's what we go off. We go off our feelings and we go, if I feel sad about this, if I feel um, angry about this, then I will do something about it. It has to be at this extremity for me to need to do something about it. And we start and we go into it. But as soon as that phase, we're like, mm, clearly not what I'm meant to do anymore. And I really want to encourage you that, again, feelings are fleeting. And it's a lie to think that we're going to feel the same every day. And that's tiring and we aren't going to be able to go for the long haul. So it's really understanding and getting that burden and understanding God's heart and seeing the world through God's eyes. Like he, he wants to spend time with us. He wants you to see what he sees. And a lot of the time when he wants to show you things, it's not so you see the bad. It's so you can see what he can see. And that's usually the good. Like when you look at someone and you can see the potential and you can see the purpose behind the, their eyes, that is what drives people. That is what drives me to do what I do. When I can see what God has put inside of people and I just really wanna call that out and I wanna encourage that out and I wanna bring that out in people, that is what I can see because I've, I've been given the burden by God to see um, the people, his people, and love them. When we align our hearts with his um, heart, we our hearts then break for what breaks his. It's not for like selfish um, desire or gain because 
we can't do that when our hearts are aligned with him because all we want to do is put give glory to God in everything that we do. We don't need recognition and sometimes when we're doing things and it's not and we know it's a good thing to do. It's like the Christian thing to do. It's tiring and we're doing it for our gain and we're doing it for recognition. Then yeah, it is going to be tiring. It is going to be hard. But I really encourage you to really find that burden that God's put on your heart. Maybe write something down now that you know is something that um, you always say, someone should really do something about that. Go on, write it down. Because I feel like as we go into this now, God might be able to speak to you and really reveal what he wants to do with that. And my second point today is, this one's an interesting one. And I really, I'm really passionate about this point actually, because I think it's so, so important. And it's so vital that as Christians, we really grab hold of this. But, and this is what it is. I feel like we have overqualified what it takes to build God's kingdom. I feel like we've overemphasized in our culture, in our, in, in our modern world, we have special routes that we have to take to be able to be qualified for a job. We have special like structures that we have in place to for this person to be able to do this. And if you want to achieve this, then you've got to go around here and you have to have this qualification, etc. It's all about what have you achieved to get to where you are. And I just, um, I just see in this um, passage with Nehemiah, like I was researching and like Nehemiah wasn't in full-time ministry. Like we read, it says he was a cupbearer to the king. So in that sense, he was in government work. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't doing like, um, like all those kinds of things. He wasn't in full-time ministry. He wasn't a graduate of Bible college. Yes, Nehemiah knew God's word. He knew, he read his Bible in that sense. He, he was like that, but he didn't graduate from Bible college with a degree. In fact, he was trained in business. And he was currently um, living um, thousands of miles away um, across the desert. So he wasn't even local to Jerusalem. So all these things you can start to see are things that maybe we put as an excuse in our lives, like, oh, like I'm not in this position, so I can't do this, or I haven't learned about this, so I can't do this. You can see in this, as we see um, Nehemiah's reaction, he did not complain. He didn't go, okay, guys, this is sad, but you know what? I know a guy that makes bricks. Oh, in fact, I know this guy that um, he's really good at building, or mm, you know what? These guys still live in Jerusalem, and they're really good... Uh, this guy lives in Jerusalem and he's a really good builder. Maybe I could get in contact with him and like put him in place. Like he didn't start to like complain and be like, oh, what can I do about this? He, and he didn't look around and try and fix the issue. What he did was he immediately, and that's important to know this, he immediately um, did what he could do. So he felt this burden. He felt this stirring inside of him and he immediately did what he could do. And that was to pray and that was to seek God on the situation. We live in a fast-paced culture. Again, like everything is go, go, go. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, if I was Nehemiah, I'd be like, okay, sweet, I'm gonna sign up for this B-Tech and brick building and um, brick laying and then I'll be qualified and I'll be able to go over here and I'll be able to do this. And I could ask this guy if he could do this. In fact, I know the king. I could just ask him if he knows a guy. He could maybe speak to that king. And do you know what I mean? Like he could have orchestrated all this stuff and just fast paced trying to fix, fix, fix. Instead, Nehemiah took time and he uh, like sought out God in this situation. He prayed, he fasted, and he mourned. 
And I really think that's important because sometimes we're too fat, like too quick to start trying to fix things. We're too quick, like, oh, what's my part in this? Like, I need to, I need to like know who I am in this situation rather than understanding um, that God is wanting to use you where you are and like just to seek him and really find out what he thinks your part is, what he knows your part is, what skills he's put inside of you for this situation. In fact, in this situation, he prayed, when he was praying, we read, he said, give your servant um, success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man, talking about the king. So he even thought like, look, I'm thousands of miles away across the desert from this place, but I just pray that I have favor with the, in the situation that I'm in right now. I pray I've got favor with the king um, that, of this area who's nothing to do with over there, but it's what's in front of me and I just pray that I have favor in this situation because it's where I am. And I think that's so, so cool to see and like so inspiring to see because sometimes we are, we're bothered about maybe the job we're in right now isn't the dream job or it's not what we want to be doing or we just see it maybe as a bit of a side hustle so we can do the other things that we enjoy. But everywhere that we are is so important and I really want to encourage you not to like downplay where you are because there's something that can be used in every season and every situation that you are in. And um we just need to go and seek God and pray and um, ask God um, on these situations. God wants to use those with a, hum a humble heart, courage and obedience to him. And that, like, it isn't easy to always be those things. And I'm not going to lie and say that it is. But I love that. Like, having a humble heart, having courage and being obedient to God. Like, I think that's just something that I want to wake up every day and say, God, today I just pray that I have a humble heart, that I can have courage, and that I can just say yes to you when you call and ask me something to do. And having that humble heart, courage, and obedience is something that Nehemiah did. He was humble and was just like, look, here I am. This is the situation I'm in. Maybe it's not where I want to be, but it's where I am right now. So I'm just going to give you this situation. I'm going to be courageous and say, pray bold prayers. I'm going to say, God, give me favor with this king. And I'm going to be obedient and say yes to whatever you say next, because this has been something that stirred in my heart. And yeah, there's a lot of other people that maybe could do something about this, but God, I want to be that somebody. I love as well, like he wasn't going to use, um, like what he did was he used the current situation he was in as his platform. I think so many of us are too busy trying to make our own platform, trying to build our own platform, like trying to construct it. Like I said before, like going like, oh, maybe like I can go to the king, I can ask him this and then he could like do this. Like he just, he just was like, this is my platform. I'm just going to ask for favor. He didn't say, God, make it so this can happen. He just says, God, just give me favor in this situation. Give me favor where I am right now. I want to ask, maybe are you too busy trying to build the right platform and environment for something that God's put on your heart and you're too busy doing that rather than what he's actually calling you to? Are you wasting your time? I think that's like maybe a shock for you to hear right now, but you are wasting your time when you're trying to create and construct your own things because our God is so incredible and he's so strong and he's so powerful and he is a provider and a sustainer and doing things in his strength and with him is going to be so much better than doing it on our own. You don't need a certificate, you don't need a trophy, you don't need a moment of honour. When we seek his heart above our own and take on that burden, we are more than capable of um, like building God's kingdom.
Like God has called us all to do that. Like he said, go and make disciples. He's asked us to do that just in that simplicity. There was no once you've done this, there's no after you've done that. It's just in the rawest form, just like you've experienced my love. Now go and love on others and share that with them. I really believe that God wants to do incredible things through you. I really, really believe that. I really, really want you to know that this morning, that God really wants to use you. He's put things inside of you that he wants, that are so unique to you, and he just wants to bring them out in you in certain situations. He wants to show you the world through his eyes. He wants to share his heart with you. And I really want to encourage you this morning just to, like, experience that. Ask God to show you things. Like, sit and pray with him speak to him, read his word. This, this Bible, honestly, is life-changing. He really wants to use you for incredible things. I hope you feel challenged. I hope you feel encouraged. And I hope you feel stirred to do something. What is that burden that God's put on your heart? What is that thing that you really feel like somebody should really do something about that? I want to challenge you that the next time you say that, that you take a moment and you stop and you really think and you pray and you call on God. You don't try and push it to one side. You don't use that statement to um, disguise um, the idea of caring, but you really just take that before God and you call on God and you just pray and you seek him. I absolutely love this passage for another reason. Um, and it's just, it's just a beautiful picture to me to see um, like God's heart, but also to see kind of like our part in that, to really see like Nehemiah getting the opportunity to step in and be part of um, people um, coming to know him. It says from verse three, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. In this, the people of Jerusalem are called survivors. So um, the walls of Jerusalem were um, broken down. And if you lived in a place in that time with broken down walls, um, it's kind of seen as like a backwater town and anything that had any value was um, either stolen or it wouldn't be put on display because if it was put on display, then someone would take it. So anything that was of value would then be hidden and it would be kind of... Um, yeah, taken away. And so the place would just be quite like sad looking and um, just not what it could be or what it once was. And the people would then live in fear and distress and um, kind of in disgrace of only ever being survivors. I want to tell you something this morning, and maybe it's the first time that you've heard this, but God has more for us than just being survivors, just living as survivors. He wants us to be conquerors. He wants to be us to be overcomers. And he really wants um, to see um, reinstation, like being back into the place that you should be. I mean, my story personally, um, I went through a time where like when I was younger, I like I knew God, but throughout high school, I just walked away from him. I found myself in difficult situations and through that it like kind of took a hit on me and I felt very lost. I started to fill myself with things that I thought made me feel good, things that I thought brought me joy. But in the end, I just found myself feeling um, kind of like I was um, just getting by. I felt like I was just surviving. 
And then when I um, met God, when I um, like invited Jesus into my life, um, I went through this this time where my um, my life was like rebuilt. Um, I was able to put things on display that maybe I'd hidden before. I was able to um, share things of value that I'd always put it down because I was scared of getting hurt. And I don't know, maybe that resonates with you this morning. Maybe you've been, you've been in a place or maybe you are in a place where you feel like you're just surviving. Well, I want to tell you, like, God has more for us than only living as survivors. We believe um, in the fact that our God came down to this earth. He lived a human life and then died a death on a cross in place of all our sins and rose again the next day. So whoever we are, we can live in his freedom, his love and grace. Um, of God now and um, for eternity. Like our God did that just um, just as he can do for you as well. So I just really want to um, maybe invite you this morning. Maybe um, that's the first time you've heard about Jesus. Maybe that's the first time you've heard of the love of our God and you really um, want to invite that into your life. Then I just want to give an opportunity for you to do that. So if you want to repeat after me, just the simple phrase, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. We have like so much um, uh, grace, love in God, in Jesus for what he's done for us that I am just so excited if you repeated that after me this morning that um, there is so much more for you and I really want to encourage you to get in touch with us here. We want to walk you through this. We want to help you um, rebuild those walls and we really want to... Um, help you go on that journey and go through that journey with you. It's so much better when it's done in community. And we have the ability to be part of this story. Maybe you've already um, invited Jesus into your life. Maybe you've been a Christian for ages, but like you have the ability to still be part of this story, to help show someone um, that the God that we serve wants us to be more than survivors. Like, what is the burden that he's put on your heart? Like, what is it that maybe he's saying, like, there's someone on the other end of this burden that I really need to speak to, that I really need to show my love to, and I need you to do that. I need to do it through you. What is that burden that he's put on your heart? Again, take note, like, take note of those moments where you feel like saying someone should really do something about that. And ask yourself, what can I do? What is God calling me to do? Take that time to pray. Because... Our response, if like Nehemiah, we are just willing to do whatever we can do right where we are, can impact so many people's lives and see God and his kingdom be built. I'm just going to pray right now. God, I just thank you um, for this message. God, I thank you that um, there's people that you really want to hear this morning. Like there's... um, there's things that you've wanted to say and they've been able to be said, God. And I just pray that as we receive this, as we take it, maybe it's been hard to take, maybe it's been easy to take, God. I just pray that we take it away and we do. God, I pray that this doesn't stay here. It doesn't stay in this moment, but it's outworked in our lives. God, I pray that we are able to say, God, somebody should do something about this. And God, what should I do about this? Change our somebody's to what can I do about this? and take it to you and pray. And God, I just call and that you just put those burdens on people's hearts right now, that you relight fires in people that maybe they've been trying to put out. And God, I just pray that there's a stirring of your spirit in this church. Amen. Well, it's been amazing to have you with us this morning. Absolutely loved um, speaking with you and being with you. And I hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. 
If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.